When you realize what your future can be, you want to do it right. UCF Online offers more than 100 fully online programs, plus personalized support from success coaches, so you can get to the future that's right for you. From the University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning, I'm Kelvin Thompson. And I am Tom Cavanaugh. And you are listening to TopCast, the teaching online podcast. Hey, Tom. Hey, Kelvin. How are you? Hmm. I'm good with uh, coffee in my mouth. Yeah, I caught you mid-sip. It's <laughs> yes, like right. a, a good waiter uh, <laughs> comes right. up just as you're taking a bite. How are things? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or, tr- or, or what I love is when the dentist or the hygienist is in there cleaning and they start asking you these detailed questions yes. about your life. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, my Aunt Sally had that too. <laughs> I, I have a, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're not the first people to make this joke, but it's true. Like they must understand, right? They must, they must teach you that in hygienist school or something. Or you develop it through the school. School of Hard Knocks or maybe, something. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That's right. Well, uh, as long as I caught you sipping, mm-hmm. um, what uh, is in the therm? Actually, it's not a thermos. It's not a thermos. What is in the cup? Well, yes, uh, there is no thermos today. Instead, I drove down the street to a local cafe and came back with a cup of their freshly brewed coffee for each of us. This is from Foxtail Coffee right here in Central Florida. Yeah. And it is a blend of theirs called Midnight Oil. Hmm. So obviously the name of this dark roast blend is a reference to the old expression, burning the midnight oil, to refer to someone staying up late at night, hard at work for their employment, schooling to get ahead, or maybe even both. So how's the coffee? And did you find a connection to today's episode topic in that dark brew? Um, I like the coffee. Um, I like Foxtail. Mm-hmm. Been there many a time, mm-hmm. uh, as well as on campus. They're our campus yes. provider, mm-hmm. um, along with several other names that you might recognize on mm-hmm. campus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see the connection. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned um, something about hard hard at work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm 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 cluing in on that. I mm-hmm. think I think I can I can pull the thread there. Yep, yep. Uh, that's what. That's what I was thinking, uh, working hard and, and that whole idea of advancing, mm-hmm. you know, in your career, maybe even some learning something along the way. Yep, that's that's it. So you want to tell people what we're ta- hoping to talk about today? Sure. We're talking about uh, high volumes of caffeine, <laughs> which is the key to getting ahead in, in business. Mm-hmm. No, um, we, we want to talk about um, kind of like non-credit, alternative credit kind of certificates, Mm -hmm. that alternative credentials, kinds of space. Um, There is a big debate within some of the listservs that I'm on about the use of the term non-credit, that you shouldn't define your thing as not something else. Um, Mm -hmm. I I get that. Um, So some people lean towards alternative credentials, but I don't know. I'm not as hung up on it because everybody sort of knows what credit programs are and this is to differentiate it from it. But that just to kind of get that out of the mm-hmm. way in case someone objects to that term. We're, we I may, object. We may use them both interchangeably. We don't mean anything by it. That's right. <laughs> it's it's That's just right. to, to make sure everybody's clear what we're talking about. That's right. So what are we talking about, Kevin? What are we talking about? And, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of outlined this a little bit of um, because I think there's a lot that we could talk about. We're going to kind of break it down simply. We'll kind of try to anchor down to some 
what is this and what's that look like and why is it a thing and how does this relate to us? We'll sort of try to come back to those as home base along the way. But uh, I would say, and I don't know if you would agree with this broad characterization, I would say that it is meeting the continued learning needs of diverse people in our institutions, communities, and that could include maybe all kinds of different yeah. things. How's that? Yeah, and it's funny. I, I have just spent the last two days in Washington D.C. with the mm -hmm. Education Advisory Board talking about these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really it was an interesting event. Um, great discussions, and you know, one of the things we talked about was there. There isn't a universal definition mm -hmm. of what a certificate is. I mean, if you mm -hmm. if you want to talk about a bachelor's degree, you know what that means. Mm -hmm. A graduate certificate, even you know what that means. Typically, it's twelve to eighteen credits mm -hmm. as part of a master's degree sure. or a track or something. Mm -hmm. You know what a master's degree is. Mm -hmm. But if you say, "Oh, I got a certificate in X," mm -hmm. <clears throat> what is that? Because mm -hmm. that could be a twelve-month boot camp mm -hmm. that you completed. It could be a, a morning seminar you attended and you got a certificate for it and right. everything in between, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they carry, uh, you know, PLA, prior learning assessment, yep. or credit by exam kinds yep. of credit yep. that you yep. can earn alongside yep. of it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they correspond with industry certifications, um, mm -hmm. you know, AWS certified or something like mm -hmm. that. So it, it really is a big tent term that doesn't necessarily denote one thing. Um, and that's part of its advantage, but also its struggle. Yeah, I threw down a couple of maybe seeming to me anyway, some somewhat current implementations like partnering with providers, like outside third-party providers to offer turnkey curricula. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. Yep. Uh, repackaging relevant academic coursework for local employer needs in like smaller chunks. Yep. Uh, that's a thing. Uh, we Here's some buzz speak for you. Stackable micro-credentials. Amen, brother. That's right. Breach. And uh, and of course, you've said non-credit, but non-credit to credit is where non-credit is, is a very helpful term to have. Yep. Non-credit to credit pathways. That's, yep. that's got some yep. currency. Yep. The whole concept this came up too of like earned admission. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. through through non-credit mm -hmm. performance. Yep. Mm -hmm. So want to talk a little bit about, a little bit more concrete about like, okay, what's that look like in practice? What are some concrete on the street? Yeah. Kind of All right. So I mentioned a couple. Uh, so we, we actually do have relationships with um, third party providers. Yep. We also build our own custom mm -hmm. programs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're fortunate in in that we have access to you know world-class faculty who are experts in these mm -hmm. things and that we can ask them to help us build or deliver programs when when we get approached or we work with a local company who has a particular need and, and it happens all the time whatever that is so we need customer service training or we had a sexual harassment incident and so mm -hmm. we need mm -hmm. to you know remind everybody of the laws and so you know we have people on the faculty who are experts in these things mm -hmm. who teach human resources or who teach whatever uh, or we'll build a custom program in uh, cybersecurity or data analytics mm -hmm. or something. I mean, it really runs the gamut. It, but to your point earlier, it's meeting workforce needs. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that I think um, is so powerful about this line of business is how nimble it can be, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. agile. Mm -hmm. You can be super responsive to... Um, 
to workforce demands, to mm -hmm. community needs, way more so than an academic program, a for credit program, where, I mean, it can literally take years from idea to mm -hmm. delivery. Um, I'm not even exaggerating. I know so you're you, not. You gotta, you gotta go through the curriculum committee, and then you gotta go through your um, your academic affairs bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. You've got to go to your board of trustees, and in our case, now after that, you have to go to the board of governors at the state level mm -hmm. to get everything approved. And and there are you know iterations in every one of those steps, and it mm -hmm. can be stopped or revised along mm -hmm. the way. And I've heard of it taking like four years to get a degree out there, and that I mean. It's super high quality and it, mm -hmm, it's valuable. Mm -hmm, and I'm not mm -hmm, saying mm -hmm. that there there isn't a reason for that rigor, mm -hmm. but it's not responsive. No. And and even when um, when just kind of within the last two years during the pandemic, we had situations where we had so many people like here in Central Florida who were service and hospitality workers who lost their jobs because everybody just shut down for so long mm -hmm. um, that we were able to work with our local workforce boards and um, immediately stand up some like reskilling training mm -hmm. for, for these hospitality workers so that they could be employed doing something else, at least in the interim until the, until the industry could kick back up. I think that's something that can only be done in, in a non-credit, mm -hmm. alt-cert mm -hmm. kind of context. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I guess for our listeners, uh, I think most of when you said we, on behalf of UCF, the, the more specific we, is our continuing education area, which is within your portfolio uh, as a sibling uh, unit uh, to the Center for Distributed Learning, uh, but within the Division of Digital Learning. Um, that's most of the, the we there, right? But, that's correct. But there's some um, semi-permeable membrane to <laughs> our academic programs in there, right? There is, yeah. And then there are also, without getting too wonkish on UCF regulation and policy, there are some colleges or programs that will do their own, mm. you know, non-credit mm -hmm. sort of offerings that we either consult with or help them or are aware of mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that, you know, that are very specific to like whether it's hospitality as a program with one of the theme parks or a hotel or something like that. And, and, and we'll try and help them. But they've got those industry connections. They serve on their advisory boards or whatever the case might be. Here's another concrete example. I think this was from this might, this might even be two months ago now, but uh, our UCF colleague Bob Reed and I were meeting with some uh, academic unit administrators uh, new to UCF in both cases, kind of like a little bit of an onboarding, hey, welcome. And, uh, and it was interesting. They were separated by a week or two, but just kind of came up organically in both conversations, uh, interest in doing something beyond like the academic programs, academic coursework, and um, one was in nursing, and it had to do with, well, you know, in the field, there's, there are like these, these preparation courses that uh, professional associations might offer for um, professional exams, and hey, we, we might be interested in doing that. Is that something you can help us with? And so we talked about it a little bit, and then like, yes, we'll bring in our colleagues from continuing education. And similarly, I think in... Uh, Maybe it was communication sciences and disorders. There was some interest in, well, I know, uh, I think um, maybe the example of Coursera was used. You know, they have those like big open courses. I mean, could we do something like that that would get some attention and bring people in and then it would be kind of a gateway? Well, yeah, we could talk about that. We've done some stuff like that before and that would probably come out of continuing education. You know, so you have the, the, uh, the kind of the balancing act there. But I think those are practical examples of 
mutations of this stuff. Maybe yeah. not at scale, but it, yeah. uh, they're in the family. And, and maybe uh, if I could kind of maybe share two examples within a theme. Mm -hmm. um, so the theme is how non-credit and for-credit can you know interact with mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, there's multiple areas, mm -hmm. right? So you mm -hmm. touched on a couple that we're not doing, which mm -hmm. is sort of you know non-credit to credit pathways or mm -hmm. earned admission. We're not currently doing that. Right. But two that we are exploring, we we haven't gotten very far. But one is. Um, you mentioned the term micro bachelors, mm -hmm. which is really just a certificate by another name, but the components of that certificate is for credit activity, mm -hmm. right? But the mm -hmm. certificate itself is not a credential like that a, an accreditation body might say that's a degree. It's right? a way of packaging something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So micro bachelors is really, I think, or even micro masters, which mm -hmm. is the same thing mm -hmm. basically, mm -hmm. uh, is, a, is an interesting way for students to earn some kind of uh, credential, you know, in, mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. air quotes, mm -hmm. uh, that has some workplace currency, right? So it's a, it's a thing that has a value that you can put on a resume or a LinkedIn mm -hmm. profile, but also get these four credit academic credits that they, that's portable that they could take with them to another institution or if they ever got admitted mm -hmm. to the institution like like at UCF if mm -hmm. that's where they earned it so I think it's it's a twofer in that mm -hmm. way they mm -hmm. they get the the workforce thing that goes on their their resume and they have the credit that allows them to do something in the future with it which I think is a win-win mm -hmm. um, and then the other one is it's my term so I've made up this term. I'm trying to see if it'll catch on. Uh, Neologisms from Tom, <laughs> a new segment here yeah. at Topcast. Uh, I call them sidecar certificates. Sidecar certificate. Yes. Hey, would you like a this with that? Yeah. So okay. I'm at, I'm getting my uh, bachelor's degree in you know humanities, mm -hmm. and um, not sure what I want to do when I graduate. Mm -hmm. I can get a non-credit alternative cert mm -hmm. in cybersecurity hmm. while I'm pursuing my academic degree, mm -hmm. graduate with my bachelor's degree and this non-credit thing that I'm also sort of interested in, but not enough to major in, mm -hmm. or I discovered it you know, too late into my academic career and I didn't want to change my major and mm -hmm. lose all my progress. Mm -hmm. And so it's a this certificate that's sort of in the sidecar as you yeah. go through your academic program. And I think there's a lot of interest by policymakers within the state in those kinds of things, you know, because mm -hmm. they want people in the workforce as yeah, soon yeah, as they yeah. graduate, high paying kinds of, you know, careers, STEM careers in many cases, but not always. So would you think of that as a, just peeling that onion a second, uh, would you think of that as like a minor made up of non-academic stuff? It's not a bad way of describing it, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I think, I don't know if you know this, I, for a number of years after I graduated undergrad school, you know, I said, you know, I've got a minor in English. I don't think it was until I actually worked in higher ed that I, it became clear to me that I never declared that minor. I met the requirements of it. Uh -huh. I was a, I was a peer advisor. I knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, except that nobody told me I needed to actually file the paperwork. It's not on your transcript. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not. Yeah. But the coursework is there. Yeah. yeah. I, did my 12, I did my 12 hours above X right. In, right. in the yeah. discipline. You know, So I got a sidecar 
credential, but nobody's given me a label. Secret it's secret sidecar credential. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. A secret sidecar <laughs> credential. They don't do you much good when they're secret, unfortunately. Uh, I'm proud of it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, you should be. I learned yeah. some stuff. <laughs> took that Elizabethan uh, author's uh, course. Form, deform, reform. That's oh, what I took away from there. Right. Yeah, you're, you're okay, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so why is this a thing now, Tom? Well, um, I think maybe a couple reasons, some of which might be just in the moment and some might be maybe a little more enduring. Um, we have seen kind of a flattening coming out of the pandemic mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. enrollment across yeah. all of higher ed. Yeah. And um, it's not isolated in any one geographic area mm -hmm. or I think in any particular, maybe unless you're, you know, Princeton where you're always going to get as many students as you want. <laughs> but for all the rest of us, mm. you know, um, it's really softened. Mm. And um, what has not followed that trend, though, are these alternative mm -hmm. non-credit certificates. They, mm -hmm. That is booming mm -hmm. there. And I think it's, you know, it's very much countercyclical at the moment. Unemployment is mm -hmm. low, yep. which means typically you don't see as mm -hmm. much academic mm -hmm. enrollment. But if people are, are concentrating on their, their careers in this low unemployment kind of environment, then it sort of makes sense that they're, they're moving towards these workforce-oriented certificates. Yep. So if I'm in a job, I don't know, let's just make up a job. There's, we're, we're in a, I'm in an a application development job or mm -hmm. some coding job. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm not going to quit or you know spend my evenings going to school because I'm working too hard in this. But... I could go get a certification in AWS or Salesforce or something. Mm -hmm. That seems like it's really relevant mm -hmm. to what I'm doing, could actually help me. Yeah. Um, and it's much less of a time commitment, right? Yeah. It might just be a couple of weeks or something. Right, right. Um, and a lot of these, in, in many cases, are online now. You don't even have to come into campus to, to do it. I, I think that's one reason why it's a thing at the moment. Um, the longer commitment, like boot camps, which might be a year or something that you might commit to, that is making an investment in your career, but it's a very practical investment, not unlike a, um, a degree, but one that I think that they see has, they, the students see as having a much more immediate mm -hmm. uh, return. Yeah, perception, reality. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a lot of, <laughs> speaking of English degrees, right? I think there's a lot of rhetoric in all this, right? There's a there's a lot of just kind of framing and what you look at as authoritative and why you look at it as authoritative. But, yeah. But I digress. Yeah, I think all that's right. Um, also, maybe the, I think we've talked about this a little bit before, the kind of the theme, the trend, the thought of uh, lifelong learning being more of a thing, learning for the yeah. lifetime, 60-year yeah. curriculum, all that kind of stuff. That's a thing too, right? It is. And I think uh, we're, we have a long way to go as an industry, but I mm -hmm. think there are some schools that are starting to um, lean into that mm -hmm. in a good way. This idea that, all right, we don't just have you for four years and then you leave and then we just mail you, you know, request to donate from the advancement office for the rest of your life. It's stay connected to the university yep. you come in and out as yep. as you That's need right. things um and in fact that is actually better for the advancement office yeah. than than just some sort of you know transactional you got your bachelor's degree and, yeah you know in I'm, I'm really reminded of um our former ucf president john hitt who really was committed to the concept of the Metropolitan Research University, right? It's not, that's not a phrase that's completely unique to UCF. There are others. But I was always inspired by his vision of 
serving the community as a research institution. Mm -hmm. And I think this is part of that. What you described is, is sort of this ideal state of the community coming and going and, and benefiting from the, not just, you know, the, the, the much uh, berated ivory tower. Right? right, right. Well, there's even been some work, I think it was Stanford Design School had, had done some brainstorming about the, the future the future uh, educational model hmm. in that it you, you don't even necessarily come for t for four years mm -hmm. you come for a year or two mm -hmm. and then you work and then you come back and then you it was very much in and out and you get a certificate and then maybe mm -hmm. you complete your degree a couple of years later mm -hmm. and then um, it, it was an ongoing lifelong relationship with the institution where the mm -hmm. institution was pro providing you different things that you might need along that kind of lifetime career journey um, I think we're getting there, mm -hmm. but but we're not there yet. Yeah, we need we need an enriched vocabulary, so to speak, right? We need mm -hmm. you know other terminology, other kind of packaging, other ways to talk about it, and and have to be willing to do things a little bit differently. Which yeah. maybe is uh, maybe a good last little little bit to do is what are the implications for higher education broadly and online education specifically? I think we've we've begun reaching into that a little bit, right? There's a maybe even a disruptive element to yeah. this? Yeah. Well, before the pandemic, I'm thinking about our boot camps that we mm -hmm, do. Mm -hmm. um, they were all in the classrooms, mm -hmm. right? It was full <laughs> mm -hmm. if you walked around our building. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then during the pandemic, like everything else, they all went online. Mm -hmm. Now that we're back, um, those classrooms are still pretty empty. Mm -hmm. So they've moved online in many mm -hmm. cases. And, and we've We've pushed our partner to say, we still want to have, you know, we're renting this space and we yeah, want this right. classrooms. And um, we just we just haven't had students sign up. Mm -hmm. The students are kind of voting with their feet that they prefer these experiences to be online. Uh, so it's interesting. I, I do think it, it has been uh, exacerbated by the pandemic experience. Which is a connection to, I think, um, uh, a recent episode that we did reflecting on the Chloe 7 report, we talked about the the broad nature of hybridity, yeah. right, in higher education. What do you think about in this non-credit space? I mean, what you were just talking about was the impact of kind of the remoteness, onlineness mm -hmm. in um, these alternative uh, credential pathways. Do you think the hybridity thing is a thing there too, the, the idea of having the utmost flexibility based on the needs of the learner. You know, it could be in person, it could be online, it could be a, a blended. I mean, what do you think? Uh, I think it depends on the program and mm -hmm. it depends on the audience you're serving, right? Because if you're if you're from a, just a very practical standpoint, if you're marketing to an online audience that mm -hmm. could be anywhere mm -hmm. and you've got students that are not within driving distance, mm -hmm. um, putting a hybrid in-person requirement in there becomes difficult. Right. So in that regard, I think um, it, it, some of these programs are very binary. Mm -hmm. um, but having said that, we did have we did have some face-to-face -face classes running this semester, mm -hmm. do have them. And um, we just had a major hurricane yep. that came through here. Yep. University was closed for like eight days. Mm -hmm. And um, our continuing education team had to do a couple of sessions online when we were coming back in order to kind of make up time oh, yeah, right. and um, and it worked, right? Mm -hmm. So it was more the opposite where it was a face-to-face right, -face right, class right, right. that they kind of went online to deal with the exigent circumstances. But that was 
because we had the, this hybrid technology and we had the experience of the pandemic, we were able to easily accommodate that. Yeah, so that's a that's an example of a kind of a flexibility mm -hmm. as well. Anything else come to your mind about higher ed in general or online education specifically being impacted by this uh, this whole trajectory of I'll try to adopt your terminology here the alternative yeah the alternative uh, credentialing. Um, the only thing I would say is that some schools I think get a little too hung up on um, well that's. That's the uh -huh. non-credit stuff. That's and there, right. there's, there's, there has traditionally been an othering of yeah. the continuation, yeah. continuing true. education unit. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the schools that <laughs> forego that, mm -hmm. eliminate that boundary, and embrace continuing education mm -hmm. um, is, are the schools that are going are gonna, to you know, run circles around the rest of them. Um, in, in just discussing, you know, kind of strategy about continuing it with our provost. Mm -hmm. He's made some interesting comments about how he kind of views that as as the kind of nimble, mm -hmm. agile, responsive mm -hmm. arm of the university right. for serving the local community. Yeah. In a in a way that as you know, as we just said, that the uh, the academic programs can't be quite as agile. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I I think that um, that you know provosts and others who see that and can position these organizations to serve that community need, especially for public schools like, like we have, mm -hmm. that have that, that as part of their mission. Um, uh, I think that's, uh, that's a really important thing going forward. Yeah, no, that's good. I like that. Learning's learning, right? But, yeah. But it's more about the how you talk about, was it uh, supposedly Twain maybe, you know, education's what remains after you forget everything you learned, right? <laughs> yeah. um, the, the, the kind of how you talk about this packaging of the experience that you had, maybe, I, I like how you said before, there's more robust through the formal accreditation channels and there's more responsive to the needs of the community. And mm -hmm. But learning is learning with on that spectrum somewhere. That's right, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think some students are telling us something at the moment that mm -hmm. they're signing up maybe in some cases more for these alternative mm -hmm. credentials than they are for the traditional yeah. degrees. So I don't know. Yeah. Shall I try to land the plane topically? Let's try. Oh, yeah, let's try. <laughs> pull up, pull up, pull up. It's a mountain. No. All right, I'll say this. Online education professionals need to continue to think differently and act innovatively if we are to help higher education stay relevant amidst ever-changing demographics. Non-credit or alternative certification online program work is one example of that. Amen. That's true. And will you indulge me a plug? Please plug before away. We, before we wrap up some, mm -hmm. and pull up to the gate in our, in our <laughs> plane, please remain seated until the plane comes to a full and complete stop. Mm -hmm. um, so during uh, this most recent summer, 2022, mm -hmm. depending when you're listening to this, we announced that we would hold a drawing for a Topcast branded coffee mug. Ooh, I've you got may one have of those. seen those. I have one too. Nice. We've shown them on the show. Um, from among those who emailed us links to social media posts mentioning Topcast. Mm -hmm. And so we have a winner to announce. We are happy to say that we will be shipping a Topcast mug to Chris 
Olson. Yay, Chris. Congratulations, Chris. Assistant Professor and Instructional Designer at National University of Health Sciences. Congrats, Chris. Congrats. And everyone, please feel free to continue to mention TopCast in your networks at any time. Two, three times a day, maybe. At, at least, yeah. yeah. We, we do appreciate it, mm -hmm. sincerely. Um, uh, but for what it's worth, uh, only Chris gets the mug. Oh. Yes. 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 Although... They are available for purchase at Zazzle.com. That's true. <laughs> and for we don't make any money off no, of it for what really it's worth. No, but, you don't. know, as a service to yes. the vast TopCast community, you, right. you too can have a TopCast rug. Right. That's right. No, that's good. That's, yeah, thanks, Chris. And, uh, hey, we appreciate the, the positive press. We really we do. absolutely and, do. And yeah. uh, we'll get that mug out to you and enjoy a hot beverage in your new, I'd wash it first probably. But, yeah, yeah, recommend. Yeah. Drink along with us here. That's right. Well, uh, Tom, I enjoyed the conversation as always. I hope you enjoyed the coffee. I did. Yeah, thank you. Midnight oil. Very good. I'll mm -hmm. be up all night now. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. That's good. So until next time for TopCast, I'm Kelvin. And I'm Tom. See ya. See ya.